Yeah, good, good. Coming back at you with uh, Krusty Podcast number three. And you're live with Dana, John, and Bub's ass. Hey, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Bub. Hey. <laughs> Merry Christmas to all. Everybody, fucking happy holidays, all that bullshit, right? Yeah, Merry Christmas. And uh, the bills won't be coming in for the next month. <laughs> all the shit you just spent last week. He'll come Is that in how you look at it, Bob? That's <laughs> pretty much how it works, Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah. That's why you break up with your girlfriends and all those things before Christmas, so you can save a couple extra bucks. I don't know. Because you, you got to get one for your wife, your ex-wife, my, <laughs> my girlfriend, other <laughs> girlfriend. And then it's like, yeah, I can't do that, man. I'm a player, Johnny. Round boy loving. Yeah, well, you go for the Insta families, Bob, and that's a, that's a lot of presents. So Insta family just had water. I know I'm such a sucker. <laughs> it just cost me so much over my 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 life, I guess. But it's all good, dude. I wouldn't take any of it back, brother, including all the time I spent with you guys creating Krusty Demons and everything that we've done and what we're gonna do in the in the future. Uh, Why don't we talk today, uh, guys, about Krusty number one and how we uh, produced that movie and uh, everything inside of it, the writers involved, um, the sponsors involved, um, how it uh, came to be for Krusty one. So why don't we have that as our discussion today? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought yeah. we'd just start off with, with the OG one. You know, and, uh, take it from there, D. All right, number well, one. Let me let me let me wind it back with you know we kind of brushed on the little story with you know meeting Brian Manley and yeah. uh, I grew up I I grew up you know riding the mini bikes and and before mini John, bike. Well, before John and I met, you know, it yeah. was from the mini bikes to the. Uh, XR seventy five, and we actually had motorcycle day at our junior high where we took the chalk and we built jumps, and everybody pushed their bikes to uh, school for the day, and we lined them all up. And for an hour at lunch, we all got to ride dirt bikes. It was sick. Nobody had you know, some people had helmets, some people didn't. I have a photo. I'll pull the yearbook up uh, one of these minutes and we'll show us on a podcast. But anyway, so we had the you know, the dirt fields behind the house and all that. And uh, later on, when I met John and we were doing snowboard movies, I kind of fell out of riding a little bit. And uh, when I got back into it, you know, I kind of met Brian Manley and started going to, I would say Richie Canyon would be the spot that really, really changed things for us we we came back as professional snowboarders so we knew how to ride a snowboard and we would meet um some of these pro dirt bikers through brian manley because you know they would take it was all racers back then so when when you're when you're talking about 
Richie Canyon, you got to bring up Joel Albrecht. Yeah, I mean, that's where like, oh, well, these guys, you know, he was a racer, but he became uh, one of our favorite film guys to show us around the hills. And uh, we came up with, you know, your Swanson Hill that was. Yeah, well, we'll check it out. In yeah. And Kamikaze and oh, yeah. shit, I'm stuck. I'm stuck. Let me tell you the. Uh, okay, it's so a little bit of the um, Richie Canyon. Like in the early days before we really started making Krusty as a movie, we started writing, and Brian, <coughs> being friends with us, you know, he was a good poke stick guy. So we would kind of, you know, call each other out on a snowboard, call each other out on a on a dirt bike, and we saw the stuff that they would do uh, free riding. So when I approached you, you know, we started talking about, you know, hey, let's do this movie like we're doing snowboarding. And we started riding with these guys, you know, with a camera. Richie Canyon was the first place with and without a camera that Joel Albrecht, he had a house there. And we would all show up and we'd take off out of his house. And he would be like that guy, you know, he'd be like, well, you guys are going over this way. And he would take us. And he would always call us out. And But that was like the one place where, say, Kamikaze was built, Krusty One. Some, some of the best film on the... Uh, Why don't you describe uh, for people that don't know what that means? Because they might just see this giant cliff, but they don't know what it's called, you know? Yeah, Kamikaze. I remember Kamikaze. It was gnarly. <laughs> it was gnarly. Explain that one, Dana, so that, you know, people watching this podcast, like, what is a Kamikaze? You know, Kamikaze is a, a Japanese guy that flies an airplane and, and crashes into, uh, you know, Americans. Okay, and uh, in Krusty, this was Kamikaze going up a hill. Yeah, and, and Krusty One Kamikaze was, yeah, it was a big vertical mountain. You, you would you would come up over the top and you would drop into the bowl, and it had a big mountain on one side and a ridge, and it was right next to a school, but it had a face wall that was probably as high as a telephone pole, and I'd say it had about maybe a 10 foot lip of, you know, almost vertical. What's it made out of? Is it just solid dirt or was a rock in it? I forget. No, it was pretty much solid dirt. I mean, it still stands today. It never really got tracked up. And, it and stayed, stayed solid. Well, the thing is, is it's kind of like a cliff jump, but a cliff jump, yeah. you know, the step up is one thing, a cliff jump, they'll have the, the, the face of the lip. It kind of kicked you sideways. So every time you would hit it, it would throw you 15 feet to the side. Yeah. It was so ridiculous that um, I think Joel, Joel Albrick and Brian Manley, only a couple people had ever hit the thing, and uh, they called us out, and us being dumb snowboarders, I just figured, well, all I could do is slide back down the hill, so I cat-scratched yes, it. Busters, so I did it, and obviously ate crap, and but I, you know, landed on the top or cat scratched down at one time. But then everybody did it, you know, because that was kind of our fun game. And yeah, you had to do it. They called you out. And how many times did we bring Seth out there and he crashed? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Seth, he he went. He would go big on it though. He would, you know, step it up in his game. And, yeah. Yeah, he would get, but, and he probably didn't know what to do uh, with the thing. Like, okay, <laughs> I just hit a face. Now what? 
Yeah. And he back, just worked. Back in that day, um, yeah. Manly and uh, Joel Albrecht, they had these trails called the Trail of Death. And it was a little skinny trail, like, I don't know, maybe a six inch wide. And it had chunks out of it. And there'd be like a 15, 20 foot drop on each side. And then unrecoverable, like, you know, you, it's not like a hill you could even down into a canyon. And one would be a, a cliff, one would be a canyon. And uh, so the Trail of Death and Trail of Death and a half, there'd be 20, 30 feet long of this little ridge line you'd have to go across. And, yeah. you Skinny. know, they, <laughs> any, yeah. So they would make us do, they would get us out in these things, like, oh, they go across and, like, oh, there's no other way. So you'd have to go across. Then they yeah. laugh at us and go back across it again. <laughs> now you have to come back because it goes nowhere, you know. So, um, at yeah. one time, being a snowboarder, I tried to drop in this hill because the rule was you can name it, and we named it Swanson Hill, which was my nickname. And uh, yeah, that one was gnarly. The one that Seth went down in front and then hit Kamikaze was called Swanson Hill, and there's a. Oh, and for everybody out there, we're talking about in Krusty One and the and the segment in there. I forget if it's maybe the first segment. G spot after the opening. No, it's it's Richie Canyon. It says Richie Canyon, and yeah, we open but, that uh, uh, yeah, to people to view, stuff. and they, and people had never seen anything like that. You know, and that was a normal hit riding day for you guys. Well, Especially, I would go out. With a camera, like we do snowboarding, yeah. and we were having fun, and like we would build these road jumps and stuff, and we'd bring Damien Sanders and Seth and everybody, and you know I'd drop my bike and film them and try these ridiculous road jumps and road gaps and stuff, and sometimes they'd pull it, sometimes they'd eat shit, and uh, but it was good, you know what I mean? It was uh, good times back then. Well, I always yeah. like stuff because I've never seen it from the East Coast and other people that are watching it from around the world eventually after the movie came out. I mean, yeah. that was cool stuff. We don't have those kind of hills and stuff like that in Virginia or wherever else you grew up, the East Coast or around the world. You know, that's what, what – and, and then when you guys get into – let's say after Richie, like Akatia Wells and then there's the dunes. Never seen anything like that ever. Of my, you know, thirty years of riding dirt bikes before California, you know what I mean? Well, you, but the thing that the thing that we didn't see, which was, was cool, man. the thing we didn't see was we didn't see we were experiencing as snowboarders. We was experiencing the free riding that you know. It's all free riding, huh? Emic and all these guys were doing on the weekends, like Ryan Hughes. Phil Lawrence, all these guys, Jeff Matasevich, this is what they were doing on the weekend. So right. we to that as professional snowboarders, and that's what you did not see at the race, you know. And then Brian Manley, as professional snowboarders, he's the one that loved to throw us off the cliff, poke a stick at us, roost us, run us over. But you know, oh, you, I it's the truth. <laughs> Tribute a lot to that small bitch, uh, you know. Brian, yeah. he is a badass. But then, what did you do to Brian and some of those guys in snowboarding? You want uh, to huck them off cliffs? 
Yeah, yeah. No, me and Brian were really good friends. And uh, yeah, he, we got stuck on an ice in front of a big ass cliff in Mount Baldy on a sheet of ice one time. Like, I have got Brian and I in a couple situations, but all good. We pulled it. <laughs> Standard deal. But, you know, and Brian, like, we, when we first went to Dumont with Brian, <clears throat> he did one of the biggest jumps ever. And, uh, you know, the big sand dune crash from Seth, that was Brian Manley's jump. Brian Manley found that jump. He did the double look back in Krusty One in the Dumont segment. Mm -hmm. uh, that, yeah, that means he was hang time for so long that he looked back and then looked back again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The famous double look back from Manly. And that but that was the actual yeah. same same jump that when we went back Which was cool, man. Uh, which Seth stepped it up on and uh yeah, no, he borrowed a dude's two fifty and he had he came out with you bud with a one twenty five and we borrowed a two fifty for Seth. And uh yeah. Yeah, it's just story. Well, we'll have to show a little clip one of these minutes. All right. Well, hey, uh, for our audience in the future here, we're guessing our third show, and now we're going to. You'll be able to find us on our YouTube on official Krusty Demons for now on YouTube. Yeah, official Krusty Demons YouTube. Yeah, it's one of our landing pages. So. Yeah. We're there. We'll pass the word. Going to those dunes and deserts, like. You know, where I grew up, it wasn't like that. It was green fields, you know what I mean? It was only racetracks on weekend. It wasn't open riding areas. You guys on the West Coast, especially Ocotillo Wells and all those places, Dumont Dunes and Glamis and stuff like that, you had open riding areas that were just like where you would go as a family. Beaumont. Yeah, Beaumont. All those there. places. Um, and... Yeah. Uh, ride all the time you know what i mean so you know when i grew up yeah. I, I only i only rode dirt bikes sunday to sunday that's when i signed up for a race because there was no riding during the week and it's changed now everything's grown so that's hey, cool about coming back east and seeing what you guys showed me it's kind of interesting thinking of that perspective you know someone coming from the east coast growing yeah. up here just like well, Seth, yeah. Well, growing up here on, on a mini bike and, you know, not even thinking about that because we had all the parks. Like, uh, shoot, we had um, Saddleback. We had all kinds of stuff around. Orange yeah, Park. you had local tracks. We had local tracks everywhere. Yeah. But it, was, it wasn't really a track. It was actually a riding park. Pay to practice you whatever you want. Yeah, you yeah. can actually go out and ride in the park. There's a track, and you can go ride all over the place and climb hills and, and do mm -hmm. all that. So with coming from our snowboard and movie-making background, you know, me as a snowboarder, Johnny as a filmmaker, um, and doing all these snowboard movies, we looked at Crest One as a film about free riding a motorcycle. We didn't look at any side of racing a motorcycle, even though they were all racers. In the beginning, we started working with all racers. You know, everybody came from the race industry. That was kind of the fun about it, too, was they had a, a crazy fun side that nobody saw and was they were holding back. 
You know, remember that Johnny? How yeah, you know, we go to the river and they'd be all we'd be all in the houseboat with him. Yep. Just wide open, wide open. Well, I think I think what they liked was you know uh, when I was doing the Creatures of Habit series and you were involved as a professional snowboarder and we came up with funny skits. So we made you know some gnarly shit and we had funny skits and uh, I think it was guys like Brian Manley uh, introducing us to other guys like McGrath, Phil Lawrence. Uh, Denny Stevenson, Buddy Antonez, uh, Joel Albrecht, uh, you know, the, Matasevich. The, it goes down the line of uh, who was winning uh, back then, either Supercross or Motocross. Emic, let's throw that name in there. And they loved watching yeah. what we were doing, pioneering mountains as snowboarders, because if we look back then, we were not accepted by skiers <laughs> we had to find our own thing we, we not just a like you're saying bub you know just go on the weekend to a racetrack right right, right yeah well and, and, and you guys would go accepted. like to a snow summit mammoth you know we'd find things that yeah. nobody else would find especially mammoth remember d we'd go over to like dragon's back and nobody would go in the back country over there we'd Drop back into the into the town, and you know nobody well, we knew. About pioneered, that we pioneered the sport, but well, the, you weren't you weren't welcome that, the motocross that, industry either no, until but you I, changed I, it. Yeah, but I think that's what was enticing to you know these top racers of what we were doing. Yeah, pioneering uh, you know free riding in, uh, and also I was in the surf market. And yeah, then, you know, you know, you know we were in the skate market and, and we were in snowboarding and we were pioneering stuff. And they wanted, to, see again, they wanted to show off in front yeah, of the cameras. So I think the intriguing thing was that, you know, uh, for me and Dana, we were exploring free riding on mountains that don't even have a lift. We would hike them. <laughs> Remember, D? Well, we would yeah, hike mountains. That's our, and we'd our come down whole, on the backside and we'd hitchhike. Our whole snowboard career was about, you know, yeah. the backcountry. Helicopters. And, and, and they said, Helicopters was, was later, bub. That's yeah. more expensive. Yeah. The My first helicopter was with you. Yeah. Like, bub, okay. when I used to go back in the day ride dirt bikes, I used to go you know, to Glamis and Dumont Dunes and stuff. And I go with my friend's dad and they're in the dune buggy club. So we'd ride in the motorhome. And- you took me with Tommy Butler and his dad. Well, remember, I mean, I'm talking about when we were kids before we had cars, like seventh grade and yeah. shit. We used to go out there on these yeah. ATCs with no suspension. And and yeah. we had our little XR75s and all that. And I remember my older brother, Somewhere we got a, it was a 250 Greaves, it was called. And it had a shifter that was all backwards, like a European bike bub. <laughs> yeah. Took, yeah, know, it took a cup, and we tried to ride this thing. It was the gnarliest bike ever, dude. Back in the day, you know, the air-cooled, super old school. But uh, the roots coming from the sand dunes when, you know, after the snowboard career, when John and I started getting back into the motorcycles, I didn't really know the racing side of, of motorcycles as much as 
you know, the free riding, the on any Sunday, the going to the, right. the auto scenes when we were a kid or the Saddleback Motorcycle Park. You'd see the race, and we did go in the races, but we would go out on the ride. We would go to a place called Gorman, and, you know, you try to climb the Widowmaker. <laughs> but, oh, Bub's got COVID. Shit. <laughs> right. But, Get that thing out, it'll run away. I hear you on that one, man, because, uh, I mean, just, just like I'm saying, I, I only grew up racing, and I didn't see the free riding and all the open desert and all that stuff that you guys grew up with on the West Coast. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Remember when I first time I went to D, you took me out there, D, Dumont Dunes, and we went there, we got there at night, and then when the sun came up, I was like, Oh my God! There's mountains of sand to ride dirt bikes on, yeah. and I, I've never seen anything <laughs> like that. And you then know, after that, we, we then we'll use a paddle tire. We never used a paddle tire before. You know what I mean? Eventually, the paddle tires came, and um, that was wonderful. That changed the whole sand dune stuff as well. So, Bob, how much did you sweat when uh, they said, <laughs> "Hey, you got to change your, you know, dirt bike tire"? to a, a paddle tire on the back end this morning. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, I was sweating. They're tough. Well, yeah, they're, they're they're tough. Like, yeah, they were tough. They, they were. Yeah. Hey, on, on a serious note, like when we started doing, um, you know, when the Richie they came were, man. When they we got started, better. They got better, though. Hey, when we started having fun again on the dirt bikes and – we kind of started trading gear for, you know, dirt bike gear for snowboard gear. But, I mean, it's, once again, like last year I was saying, it goes back to, you know, I'll never forget watching Brian Manley at L.A. Coliseum, and he was kicking ass in the main, and his chain broke on the last lap or some bullshit like that. And he got, you know what I mean, he's if you're not one, two, or three, you just like it didn't matter. You nobody knew what you did. They didn't care, and that's where um, you know that was the kind of the moment that it struck me was that whole thing about uh, the idea of Krusty One and the whole concept of you know showing these guys as who they are, and not uh, what number they are. You know, we didn't we didn't have that in snowboarding. John and I through the movies, you created yourself as a character, right, Free Dog? Yeah. And you hug shit. You guys hug shit, man. That's the way it was. And and and, and no matter surprised. what, if if you are number one, like a Jeremy McGrath, we you know kind of went into his life, and you know just went straight in, and he accepted us. We didn't like you're saying. We didn't really know who's Jeremy. Oh, this guy wins all the Supercross races. He's like the goat. Okay, let's go to his house. You know, who does that? You know what I mean? And uh, he accepted us, and he's like, I like these guys, you know, and started hanging out with us in, in uh, you know, these amazing places uh, in the California uh, sand dunes, uh, Akatia, uh, going out towards Dumont, even, um, you know, past that, going towards, what, Pahrump? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, we, it's, it's... yeah. It became endless where we started like uh, yeah. exploring and we started snowboarding together. And I, I remember I'll never uh -huh. forget uh, Emic trying to. Grump. <laughs> I, I had Emic standing on. Grump. Grump. 
Yeah, yeah no, that was we went. That place was uh, a town in the desert. Now I told yeah. you, the middle of the desert. It's called hey. Death Valley, bub. Death I know Valley. What you're thinking, right. bub. You're thinking it's the, the fucking brothel place. That's where all the. Oh no, no, no I'm, dude! I'm talking about <laughs> my first time. You know, going through Baker and all those desert towns, and waking up, and there's mountains of sand. Yeah, you well, know, you gotta understand, East Coast guy. That I mean, we we never seen anything like. You don't that. have that. Yeah, and well, I'm I'm, uh, I'm a, a dirt biker too. California yeah. has the, it. The other spot John was talking about, it, in between Dumont Dunes and towards uh, Perunt, which is on the yeah. Way I, no, I've, I've been up there too. Yeah, well, there's a town called Shoshone and Tacopa, and out of Tacopa, there's these mud humps, and we went out, and it's funny because. I'm not, yep. You're not really supposed to ride on the mud humps, but we took Pastrana and uh, Mike Healy. McGrath. Yeah. Was it a Mike Diamond? It was Mike Healy. Was oh, Mike. Mickey Diamond and Pastrana. That was before. Oh, that's right. Mickey Diamond. Yes, Mickey Diamond. Yeah, Mickey Diamond and Pastrana. That was yeah. Krusty 3. Yeah, and that was the mud yeah. humps that he was talking about. And then yeah. uh, and Seth. That was too. cool. Yeah, Mickey. Mickey Diamond, what a legend! This young Pastrana was what thirteen, I think. Yeah, you know what? Um, yeah, let's, let's wind it back. While you're while you're on the subject, I just lean. I just did the full lean out. While you're on the subject, <laughs> Mickey Diamond, I want to throw a note out there. Out of, I'm pretty sure it's Krusty Two, not Krusty One, but G Spot is Krusty Two, right? That was the first time that we had Mickey uh, come and film with us for Krusty 2. Yes. Right. And now uh, in Krusty 2, we tried, we shoveled out. There was a little step up. And it was like a hill climb step up where, you, where you're up and you land on the top. And we shoveled out, got the face of it, and it was like a massive. But then behind it was a whole other mountain, like a hip. And Mickey... <clears throat> tried to clear this whole thing and land on the top of the mountain. It was the biggest step up I think anyone's probably ever attempted ever in the world. Pretty and, much. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, Freedom. Yeah, he used the first clip. I know what you're talking about, too. Ramp. Yeah, he was rolling down the windows. <laughs> All the he other guys. Just, it. Yeah, yeah well, he came up that <laughs> He yeah. came up like 10 feet short, but like we, yeah. we made a spot for him to land up there and everything, but yeah, I know. Out of all the movies, twenty years of making these movies, yeah, that step up that Mickey did in his mind—I mean, he, we were going to go back for him to get it again. We've always wanted to go back to that one. Yeah, yeah, it's still there. It's pretty gnarly, man. Uh, I wish we had. Uh, well, it's it not only gnarly, video to show you, but like, um, yeah, but what's the mentality of a Mickey Diamond to think like this is going to be cool for the film? Just the. The and that's all he was thinking about, jump, like yeah. like a kamikaze. But he used that as a ramp. <laughs> but, he didn't but stop he at the top. The cool he thing, another mountain. Hey, the cool thing was was by the time like you know Krusty Two came about, and other yeah. st people started doing movies and jumping on the bandwagon. Riders like Mickey Diamond started seeing what we saw in snowboarding. Like we saw the jump we saw the cliff that we wanted to do because we saw the photo or we saw the the what the shot was going to be you know what i mean so but at yeah. the same time 
we wanted to step up for our own personal reasons and you know and then you can call all your boys out and make them jump off the shit. So. The only thing that would be comparable uh, to something like that is how we would take and build a quarter pipe. And the guys could either come down a hill and have enough speed or tow them in with like a snowmobile and they could hit a quarter pipe so they can go up instead of, you know, the natural thing is we look for cliffs to go down. But the up thing for snowboarding was quarter pipes. Uh, and Remember that got huge home? in skateboarding and, and snowboarding. Three dogs. Remember yeah. the black home quarter pipe? Uh, I do. It was awesome. There was enough. There was enough in run on the other that it was like a it was like a U shaped bowl, and you'd have enough time to you know get off the top of the lip, do a trick or whatever, and come back down. Okay, and, now here's here's a trick. Cool. Here's a trick as a professional snowboarder at the time. Yeah. The in run was steep enough and fast enough to get fifth gear taped out of it, right? Yeah. Now, the face of this jump on a snowboard with no suspension, the transition was as big as like a 40-foot high telephone pole. Yeah. And back about 10, 15 feet of vertical on top of that. So you would come into the thing so hot that you come through the transition and you made it through the transition, you come out of it, you know, be like you'd be like 15 feet up. It was it was insane. But one time out of two times you'd hit it, yeah. trying to go through the transition, your knees would give out and just buckle because you're pulling so many G's on your snowboard, and then you just fucking zoot out and you go upside down off the lip. And then what if you're out falling back? You're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> Because you're gonna, you're not gonna hit the tranny. <laughs> it was a catch twenty two back. You're gonna back fall here. back, and you're just gonna go slap right to the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anybody on? I imagine we're doing that guys. now in in motorcycles. We've seen Ronnie Renner just going nuts with that kind of thing. Or hey, hey Johnny, I I love I love the horse. Is that your S and M room? That's got the horse saddles in the background. You got, you got. You know, you got a, you got a, you got a dirty mind, my friend. That's no, but you got a didgeridoo over your. That's my grandpa's uh, saddle. But over your other shoulder is a didgeridoo. Is that a didgeridoo in the corner? (laughs) That would be a didgeridoo, and here's you got the electric bikes right here. Oh, sweet, Uh, sweet. I was wondering what they were. I'm gonna just plug in. I'll be right back. Yeah, Bobby's plugging in. So what do you got planned for New Year's, Bob? I'm trying to go to Dumont, but I don't know if it's gonna happen. See, I'm just I'm you know, I'm gonna do my regular old man shit and I'm just gonna go to bed. I go to bed early. I'll 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 go to bed before at before it's dark, man. I'm <laughs> no, I'm just come putting together uh this Australia trip uh in March <laughs> Monster Truck Show. So I'm I'm working on that right now and uh we're gonna go promote Krusty Demons down there as well uh, at a monster truck show, and we're gonna um, try to get some more uh, things going for next year um, to get back to Australia and and do a couple things. So, oh, free dogs out. He's back. He's out. Yeah, free dogs. Oh, he's but, oh right yeah, Flesh Room Country Club. <laughs> oh, the old golf Closer. course. Yeah, nice yeah. one. That was our ranch uh, in Malibu. Yeah, yeah. where we would edit. And, uh, boy, there was some late nights on that one. 
Yeah, oh, it's, that, it's, hey, well, that was good times in Malibu, brother. Talk yeah, about you know, making uh, films to people out there. Yeah. I, I oh, remember. my God. We, we would film pretty much like three quarters of a year uh, to make one crusty movie. And then we'd spend three, probably four. three months yeah. in the studio to, to digest what we had. Uh, we would have to do log notes, figure out where all the footage was. Uh, consolidate um, all that into what we call them, Dana? Money dumps. Money dumps. We, we, yeah, yeah. we take all. Yeah. I had I had to log all those money dumps. The money dumps, and Bubba was there on the couch. Yeah, I had I had a I had and a I'm log like, Bubba, all that job shit. is to keep me up at night. Yeah, and I'm here. in the closet. I, I'm like, you know, Bubba. one thing about yeah, one thing about having a studio in Malibu, which was cool. It's yeah. like, the, you know, the house in front of us, we, we'd be up at four in the morning and we'd be editing. And then you hear music. But nobody, yeah, nobody was really close to us. Yeah, we but, were, no, but you, had, you heard a little bit of music out front. And then it was like, all of a sudden you're like, oh, that's the band Incubus that just, just performed the Morning View album because, our you know, the road was Morning View. And they just yeah. put out an album, and I was like, "Dude, look at all that shit at night." <laughs> we could be as loud hey. as we Incubus. wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Think about, think about our fucking sound system and how loud we used to do our like theme song shit when we started editing. Yeah, they heard us too. <laughs> but how loud oh, yeah. we used to fucking play shit. Well, neighbors all night long. were so far away. Yeah, was, the ranch. That was like a two-acre property. An old two-story house, all broken you know down. Yeah. That was a cool place, man. When, when we moved into the Flesh Moon Films Ranch right there, which is at Zuma Beach, by the way, for people yeah. out there, it was a shithole. <laughs> the lady that rented it to us, or leased us, there was like squatters on her land, and all the toilets were filled with crap. And overflowing, and the whole thing, and the weeds. Remember, I don't know if you remember, Dana. The weeds were over our heads. So to come in there, it was like, hey, we'll, you know, we'll lease this place. And the lady's like, you know, are you guys bad guys, good guys? Because she was getting over like some really bad, like hippies hanging out, and it was really bad. We came in and we made that thing into. Uh, like a it was pretty cool, place. man. It was yeah, cool. Yeah, we cut down all the weeds. We we took care of all the inside. We make it really nice. You put a three-par in the front studio. yard? Put a three-par in the front yard? Uh, we put a little three-par. Maybe it was about 80 yards. A uh, little chip shot down the hill. We put in uh, a, a little mini uh, bike track over there. And we had a couple of like weekend warriors, I think. Yeah, hey. Sitting out hey. there. It was yeah. it wasn't as sweet as the uh, studio on the beach that we had with the waves crashing against the wall. But I remember all... that too, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I never stayed there. That was but, a uh, good one. Yeah, I that mean, was a good one. We pumped out. I used uh, to come up there a couple times. We did. We... we did. Uh, Krusty Demons three and McGrath's movie out of and that. McGrath's movie. It was McGrath's yeah. movie on that one. Yeah, and and that particular summer was like a uh, uh, what do you call that? Uh, when the it comes in like Hawaii and the waves were huge. Yeah, no, you had one of those warm summers. Warm yeah. summers or something like that. One of it those. was a high tide. And it was like 
puck. The waves were hitting it and bouncing over the top of the roof. We had these big yeah, sticks. but that dude, that was sick. I yeah. remember oh, seeing that. That was sick. about still and, and we had our own surf spot right in front of the the studio. But at high tide, it would hit the studio. So still, still, Roots is still one of my favorite movies. Yeah, well, let's have uh, Lawrence we Lewis. Well, yeah. Lawrence Lewis come in when we get the little shop all dialed in. Lawrence and uh, MC maybe. Or we we'll go out and check them. I think so. Yeah. We should go do a thing out at. Yeah, they'll come out or hey, just zoom them. What about do a thing at MC's ranch? We'll go out to the ranch in uh, his sure. ride spot, take the car out there. We'll take my TT out there, go fuck around. <laughs> All right, well, should we wrap this up for a little holiday edition? or? Yeah. Let's wrap it up, guys, and good to talk to everybody out there uh, that's watching us. Um, we've got a, a little bit of insight. We didn't really even cover that much of Krusty One. We kind of got the uh, the flavors of you know some of the early motocross guys that uh, we came into contact with out of uh, my filmmaking uh, with Dana in in snowboarding and. Uh, those guys were interested in kind of the style of things and loved the uh, not-so-serious part. They loved the behind-the-scenes, were characters, you know, and we made them characters. So they loved that if you, if you look back in, the, in those days, like a surfing guy would have a, a, a part. Probably more skateboarding would have had a Part, being Tony Hawk, being you know those guys, Pal Peralta days, and 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 Peralta was making all those movies um, and making them characters, you know, and that was Dogtown and the Z Boys, and uh, we kind of came in a little bit after that, and looking at how that was, they were pioneering like uh, pools that were getting drained because there was. Uh, you know, problems where you couldn't fill your pool. So those guys were jumping walls and this and that, and they were filming all that stuff. And yeah. they became characters, and they all built their own ramps and, and this and that. So if you got a part in a skateboard movie, like a Powell Peralta, you were somebody, you know? If you won a contest, like a Tony Hawk... <laughs> You know, it's even bigger. <clears throat> the other guys, you know, Caballero and uh, you can Danny Way, all these guys, you know, got parts. And uh, that's, three dogs wraps this up. Story time. That's fine. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> that's kind of the way I think of it. D. D. Dogs now go smoke. No, it, it's true. Free dog. I mean. I'm the guy. No, that, I mean that's yeah. That's why these guys want to? They grew parts. up with those movies and watch those movies. I yeah. even watched, you know, uh, black and white before I even met you. You know what yeah, I mean? You know the, you know the the snowboarding. Yeah. I, I I still and, and Dana's movies. Yeah. The snowboarding with you. The, well, the snowboarding relationship is between filmer and athlete is where I think we really learn the value of what you could make out of it. Cause in the beginning, like fucking snowboarders, we weren't like motocrossers. We didn't, we just, we we're stuck cause we were going on a trip and getting free tickets, let alone, you know, nowadays everybody thinks of their own self as their own franchise and shit, you know? So the whole thing for us, it was for one, it was love of the sport. 
you know what I mean? And for John, it was love of making the movie and what we were doing. And well, and, and- well, I, I think it's both, Dana, because look at the the sports that I chose. Well, yeah, well, that's what I mean. Surfing, surfing, skateboarding, snowboarding. Yeah. I was fascinated. Well, Day one, I couldn't believe that I could surf a mountain. I was that's like, what I'm, what I'm saying, Johnny, is the love of the sport and the um, yeah. and the film is what we combine together. Like for me, the love of snowboarding, yeah. but the love of actually growing up riding dirt bikes as a professional snowboarder. Mm-hmm. I didn't know I was going to make a career on dirt bikes, you know, as yep. you the professional filmmaker making a snowboard movie, we didn't wind up or predict, but it's just the love of what you're doing. And then it's not a job and the love of the vision of, you know, we live, it was a lifestyle. <laughs> and and live- going your guys style into the conservative Japanese run motocross dirt bike industry is what you created. Boom, crusty. And that and that was something. And it still is. <laughs> yeah, we shook the we shook it up a little bit. We I shook want, it up a little bit. <laughs> you wanna sign us out, Bub? Johnny, you wanna sign us out or once again was it the yeah the YouTube official crusty demons? We we gotta I, I think it's official crusty demons uh, at the moment, guys. So yep. whoever's tuning in. Yeah, just look uh, for look links our, on our pages, our too. And yeah. it'll be live on our pages as well, Facebook pages and what have you. So Yeah, well, you know, it's kind of like our uh, demo number three. We're kind of working the bugs out with ourselves before we start bringing on guests. Um, so, you know, kind of bear with us as, you know, these first few shows are a little raw. But there it is. Vault of Chaos, we're signing out. Yep, see ya. One, two... Three. See ya. <laughs>